right, good morning, my people. Back out like a crack at it. Y'all know what it is. It's your boy, Q, you know, Q's views. Thank y'all for um, Thank y'all for listening, first of all. So, um, been, I've been gone for a minute. Uh, I've been in school. And things haven't been really hectic or chaotic. I'm just this busy, you know, just so busy, you know. I had a six week or a seven week class that just ended, so I can fill that time with, I can fill that space with the podcast, you know, and I can be here with you guys. We back and we rocking at it, you know, we making, you know, making it do what it do. Um, see what I want to start off with this week. Uh, excuse me, excuse me. I start positive, man. Um, my, my artist of the week. Meat Mill. Uh, I think Meat Mill is just underrated. Like, as a person, and as a rapper, look, you know, we don't give people enough respect. Um, he's, he's a good guy. You know, he does a lot of things for his community. He does so much on um, prison reform and social justice and shit like that. And it's all behind the scenes. Like, none of this for clout. Like, he really works real hard on that kind of stuff. You know, and I've, you know, but personally, like, I think I could be wrong. I think all of my uncles have been to jail at one point or another. You know, so like obviously that's something that I care about. You know, because the system is broken, it doesn't work. Trust me, it doesn't. So I can I can respect. You know, I definitely respect that work. You know, it's it's work that needs to be done. So I got mad love for me. And um, even as a rapper, he's underrated. Like, ever since he came out of jail and the Eagles won the Super Bowl, like, Meek Mill has been winning. Um, period. He's been putting, he's been putting bars out there. And let's be honest, you know, he really has. So, uh, that's, that's, that's what, that's what's all like. We fucks with Meek Mill. I fuck with Meek Mill. You should fuck with Meek Mill. If you don't fuck with Meek Mill, you don't have a good reason not to. He was low key. Low key? Low key. No, we don't want to say. Nobody wants to talk about this. Nobody wants to say this, but he was low key too good for She may have been prettier, more attractive, however you want to put it. But he's a good dude, man. Not to say that she's not a good woman. I don't know Nicki Minaj, to be honest with you. I don't follow her like that. I'm sure she has her own philanthropic uh, exploits. But that's a good dude. That's a good dude. He didn't deserve He didn't deserve what he got from that situation. But I digress and I move on. Hope the barbs don't come for me. I'm just a guy with a microphone. What do I know? Never met that woman. Or that man, to be fair. Um, my one good thing this week, man, what that show is, On My Block, bro, I watched it over the past, like, day or two, maybe three, but, you know, I'll be binging, and it's a good show, good show, man, it's a good show, and I think, I think, honestly, I think it did low-key get better as it went along, you know, I think the characters kind of grew into themselves a little bit, because, because the start, they're pretty young, you know, and so, dealing with a bunch of gang shit and stuff like that 
And the song is a little silly sometimes, you know, so you mix them in this real life. See this shit with some straight up silly over the top stuff. You know, but I think they do it well. And man, a lot of people emotional this season, man. I feel emotional. I ain't gonna throw no spoilers in there, but man, I don't know, maybe it's just today, bro. I almost cried like four times today. Three times while watching on my block. I didn't actually cry, but I almost did. I almost did. Like if I had just been watching it, I wasn't like doing other shit while I was watching. I might have cried, but and the fourth time I guess was I'll go into that a little bit later, but you know, I'll get my hair done off listening to some shit, you know. It was some good shit, some real shit, you know. Uh, so I get into that I get into that a little bit later, but um It's been a good day, man. It's been a good day. I think um what was it? I don't remember if it was Stuart Scott or was it Dickie V? Dickie V? Jimmy V? I don't know, man. He said, um, you had, I think it was Jimmy V, the Jimmy V Foundation, yeah. Um, a full day. If you laugh, you think, and you move to tears, and you've had a full day. So, you know, the people out there who think they cry too much, you don't, you know. You just, you out there, you experience your life, and you, uh, and the full range of emotions that come with it, as you should. You know, as you should. And more people, more people probably need to cry, you know, especially as men. We need to cry, for sure. Again, I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, well, one thing that don't sit right with me, y'all know what everybody's talking about right now. John Gruden just got fired from the Raiders. Um, basically, I feel like I'm gonna say it, like nobody else is saying it. I'm gonna say it. he got fired for being a white supremacist. Um, and it's not like you know, nothing has come out about him being a part of a white supremacist organization or anything like that. But the man, uh, his emails came out um, over a span of seven years, from 2011 to 2018. He was in correspondence with the former Washington football team head coach, you know, and they were back then called the Washington Redskins. So that might set some alarms right now, right there. Not not head coach, the owner, owner of the Washington Redskins, Dan Snyder, and a bunch of other people, um, a group of other people who I think most of them aren't actually in the league anymore. But like people, you should, uh, but like people who have been in the league for a long time and had a lot of influence in the league, you know. Carried a lot of clout in the NFL. And this is why people say the NFL is a racist league. Like, it's racist as fuck. You know? But anyway, his, um, the contents of the emails were racist or derogatory to um, black people and some of their black features. And uh, I forget the political reason, right? But they're racist. You know what I'm saying? Talking about the head of the Players Association was stupid and motherfucker had big lips. So what if he did have big lips? I kind of want to Google him and see what it looked like to see if his lips are being exactly how big they are. That could just be a true statement. The motherfucker could have had big lips. Not that that's a problem, but... And obviously, he's the head of the Players Association, so he's not stupid. He's a very smart individual. He also had homophobic things in there. Uh, very derogatory toward women. He had very bad things to say about women being referees in the league. And then what else? He called Roger Goodell a pussy for 
um, encouraging the drafting of Michael Sam, who was gay, a gay player. Um, what else we got? That's all that I've heard, I think. Excuse me. But yeah, man, he, uh, like, man, if you look into it, like, all of that, it's white supremacist behavior because he basically don't fuck with anybody that's not a white, straight male. And if you encourage those people, want those people to come up, then he don't fuck with you either. That's, that's white supremacy. That is white supremacy. Um, he wasn't, and for those of you who don't know, like, he wasn't just a coach. Like, he's been in the league for a long time. He was a Super Bowl coach back in like 2002 or three, I believe, with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, and then in between that job and the job he has now, he was broadcasting Monday Night Football for years. He was a staple. I'm not going to lie. I used to love watching Monday Night Football when John Gruden was calling it. You know, like, like one of the faces or one of the voices of, like, the NFL, really, to be honest. You know, you had a lot of influence with the quarterback guru, you know, or whatever. You know, like a lot of people would refer to him as that. Like, they would trust what he had to say about quarterbacks coming out of the draft and shit like that. Like, he had like His voice was prominent. His voice was very prominent. And, like, the fact that shit like this could go on in the NFL for so long, bro, it just exposes how, how much work the league needs to do to get progressive. I know they're doing all this shit. They got decals in the end zone. And they got stuff on the helmet. Black Lives Matter on the helmet. Um, and all this. And they say they're trying to do all this stuff to create social justice change. But I, I think that's all for looks. I think they just want to be able to say that they're on the right side so they can gain monetarily from it. And then keep it pushing. And they want it to blow over. And they want to move on because like the NFL really not making any any movements. Like they're not making any impact in that department, you know. They got a lot of people that uh don't do shit when it comes to social justice like thirty one of your owners are white, bruh. And the the one that's not white, he's not even black. He's like from Pakistan, I believe. You know? And like that's an issue, you know. But the NFL just systemically another one of systemic failures of the of America, really. I think the NFL just it is like a small representation of America, you know? They prevent they present this one thing, they present to look this one way. But in reality, that's not what it is. It's just it's really this corrupt system. Um, and where they profit off of black bodies, truth be told. But, um, I digress. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Um, pretty much every, everybody's talking about it. So if you want to hear more about it, I'm sure you can find it without coming here. Um, one of my points today, um, just like, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but like, this is how I be feeling, bro. Like, like if you my friend, like, and I fuck with you, bro, like, and you really my friend, like, male or female, and you have a significant other, and, like, they treat you good, you know what I'm saying, and you, you love that person, you know, and y'all in love or whatever, motherfucker, I love them too, god damn it, if, if that's, 
if that's who you ride with, you know, that's who you choose for yourself, and they make you happy, you make them happy, and that's that's the life you want to live, and y'all love each other, and they treat you well, then God damn it, if you love them, I love them too, and I feel like this is a rare attitude to have, but like, that's just how I find myself, like, approaching these situations. Other people don't necessarily. Other people don't necessarily have that mentality. It's just weird to me. It's like this person makes you feel happy, then what's the problem? You know, it's because you might not personally hang out with them, or this wouldn't be somebody that you would uh, hang out with otherwise. Don't mean it got to be a problem, you know. You know, and I find I try to find what uh, what they love about that person. And again, this does come with the caveat of that person treats them right, you know, and has treated them right. It has a history of treating them right, you know. No, I will say, I do have a friend, um, their current significant other. One, one shit, and it was very bad to them for a very long time. I can't stand them up. I, I, I can't. I don't, don't fuck with them, you know. I'll leave it at that. Don't fuck with them. And that's it. You know, I might come around eventually, but you know, you got some things to prove. And that's just where I stand on it. But you know what I'm saying? As long as you treat this person right, bro, as long as you treat my as long as you treat my people right, then, then you my people. You know, so if you again, like if you're my friend, you got some different other thing, you love that motherfucker, then I love that motherfucker too. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, that's how close we gonna be, you know. Should I name I ain't gonna name y'all. I ain't gonna name y'all. You know what I'm saying? But y'all know who y'all are. My friends and my significant and my friends' significant others. I feel like a lot of people got them at this point. Not a lot. It might be fifty fifty. Might be about fifty fifty. But you love them, I love them too, you know. I support y'all. And I'm here. I'm here for you. You know, because I'm not just friends with my friends. I'm friends with my friends' significant other as well. However, you cross them, then you cross me too. And it's time to go. But it's all love, man. It's all love. Speaking about a good, a good long-lasting relationship. Speaking about that good love, you know. Because what comes after love? Some, most of y'all probably think in marriage. But typically, it's a baby. If we being honest. But sometimes it's marriage. Well, and, uh, and there's this um, there's this misconception, right, that exists these days. Um, there's a misconception that boys are easier to rear than girls, and I say rear because, like, yes, technically you shouldn't be saying raise, right? Like you raise a plant. To be honest. You raise a box over your head, you know. You rear children. You rear them just like I don't want to say like how you rear cattle, but but definition wise, the correct thing you should be saying is rear, not raise. I guess I'm just an English major and it and it shows. But um Um anyway, the misconception is that it's easier that boys are easier than girls. And I think that's a false narrative. Let me explain. Let me explain. Like, I don't think that boys are necessarily easier to raise. People, and like, what people are going to say, typically, is going to be the reason that they're more 
or that they're less emotional, right? And they're not as much to deal with. And I just think that's false. That's false, you know? But just because we raise boys, and, like, when we rear them, like, we completely disregard the emotional part of their experience, you know? Like, a lot of times it's, all right, you be tough, men don't cry, quit all that. And, like, that's kind of, like, the lesson, you know? And, like, and, like, I don't think people even realize that they do it. Like, that's part of the problem is, like, you know, people say, like, no, no, no. Like, boys can cry, real men cry, like, real men wear pink and shit like that, you know? But then, like, when it comes to, like, a situation, right, <laughs> and you like me, and uh, you put your toaster students in the oven, right, or in the toaster oven, you know, and then you look back, and the motherfuckers pop, and then you look back in that free- freezer, you know what I'm saying, to grab that ice and to throw it on the top of that toaster students, and you didn't see no icing in there, and you bust out crying, because goddamn, you can't have ice to put your toaster students, and there's somebody coming, and like, what the fuck you crying for? What the fuck is wrong with you, man? But why are you crying over some ice? Why are you crying over some ice? You know? And it just may or may not have happened to me. And it may or may not have been a traumatic experience that taught me that maybe I cannot show emotion. Okay? May or may not have been. Who's to say? Definitely not me. I'm not a psychologist. But anyway, you know, and it's like, obviously that's kind of a stupid example. Because somebody might say that to a girl too. Just depending on the age, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like it still would have been more understanding if it was a female, you know? But, um, people just kind of disregard the whole emotional aspect of raising them, you know? And so, like, we were raised not to show emotion. And, and it's not necessarily that they're raised that way either, though. Like, they're socialized that way, too, you know? You're socialized not to show emotion outside of being angry or horny. You know, those are about the only emotions that's acceptable for men to express for whatever reason. So, like, in reality, if you invest emotionally into the boy the same way you would invest into a girl, that changes the game, you know what I mean? Kind of puts them on equal footing, you know? You know, it makes this to where that one is not harder to raise than the other, you know? Like, it's it's kind of the same, like, and, and it's... It is similar in that regard. And again, like, there's also this perception that, like, it's on the parent, like, how the kid turns out to a certain extent. That's true. But a lot of it, I would say even, I wouldn't even say it's 50-50. I would say it's probably, like, 40 60, 35, 65, 35, 60, 35, 60, 35, 65, 35, 65, 35, 65, 35, 65, 35, 65, 35, 65, 35, 65, 35, 65, 35, 35, 35, 35, 35, 35, 35, 35, 35, 35, 35, 35, 35, 35, 35, 35, 35, 35, 35, 35, 35, 35, 35, the country or climate of the world is going to instill values on your children as well. And that's where a lot of it comes from as well. 
you know, because we do live in a patriarchal society that tells men that they have to be tough, they have to be the provider, you know, and it's, it's oppressive to, um, you know, and we'll praise you for winning fights and being tough and uh, having sex with multiple women, you know, and, and that's not like most, I like to think most parents aren't encouraging their young boys to do those things, but society says that's that's what the fuck we want to, that's what the society says, that's what we want to see from our men, whether it's media, culture, TV, even even some of the things that you would call woke, you know, or some of the people that you would think are above that type of thinking, like, they're still, they still exhibit that in a lot of ways, but, um, Yeah, so like, it's not necessarily that, it's not always on the parent, you know, because like, it happens all the time, like, you have siblings, you know, and parents raise multiple children, you know, they try to raise them the same way, and it's still the same values, and then one is like a great person, and the other is a fucking douchebag, so like, to say that somebody's a piece of shit because they wasn't raised right don't blame their parents for that. Blame society. You know, because we socialize and society's impact on the growing and coming of age and all that good stuff with that child. So, society has a much larger impact that we typically get credit for. <sighs> Excuse me, must be time. Society has a much larger impact than we we typically expect or express on how our kids turn out. But, um, they do. It does play a huge role. I don't know. It's totally acknowledging, and it's hard to control, too. You can't necessarily, like, you want to say, yeah, my kid's not going to have an Instagram, or my kid's not going to do this or do that. <laughs> when they out your view, they slip in and slide into all kinds of things they're not supposed to be dealing with. So, it's... It's not always that easy, you know. It's not something that's that's as easy to prevent as most people think it is. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's tough. It is tough, you know. Because, you know, it's just, you know, you wish you had more say in these things, but you don't. But, um, anyway... Thank y'all for rocking me today. That's all I got today, you know, short and sweet, you know, right to the point. Oh, speaking of which, and like even all along this, the last few days I was talking about, you know, that that that, that was the fourth thing that almost made me cry today. It was, it was, um, definitely listen to, um, it was, it was listen to a piece of it, and maybe not the whole thing. I'll listen to the whole thing later, but, um, Jason Williams, I think Mr. Jason Williams. Mr. Jason O. Williams, if y'all looking for him on any of your social media, but Jason Williams was talking, and he does a lot of with with young boys and helping them establish their like strong emotional connection and being able to identify their emotions and express them and giving them affirmations and you know all that good shit. You know, I would listen to some shit on YouTube. He had an interview with the Breakfast Club. That's great, and he was it was listening to him speak on. 
some of the things he does and then he goes through and just kind of the human condition like for men right now you know and, and some of the things that like men go through and how black men specifically you know and how it affects us and i was listening to that i, I forget what part specifically but listening to that i was actually under the dryer after i just got my hair done and started tearing up a little bit you know i wanted to cry i wish i could i really wish i could cry bro and, he, and that's something he talked about as well you know crying is an outlet you know being able to cry and how that's good and it, it is good it is really good for you but again that's all i got man um Tell somebody, tell somebody you wouldn't normally tell that you love them, to that person you love. Somebody that you don't, somebody that you wouldn't normally tell it to, tell that person you love them because uh, it'll mean a lot to them. Y'all have a good one.